Hey, everybody. Welcome to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I am Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Erica Childers, Director of Content and Brand at Tackle, a company that helps software companies generate revenue through cloud marketplaces. Erica, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Hey, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. I just want to dive right into our topic today. I can't wait to to get to our conversation because we're talking about building a category narrative, and that's a new concept to me. It might be a new concept to some of our listeners. So I'm going to ask you to start by just explaining to us, what is a category narrative? At Tackle, we are really developing, we're, we're kind of creating a truly a new category kind of in the B2B software world. Like you mentioned, we're helping software sellers really build a go-to-market through the clouds. And there really aren't other software companies that are doing this. This is also the first time that I've ever done category building. And I think it's hopefully many content marketers dream, I think, to be in this position, or at least, you know, it's definitely mine. Category narrative is really the bigger story that you're telling about quite literally the category that you're creating that doesn't exist. This can work for companies that are kind of considered disruptors as well in sort of a similar way. But it's really taking a look at what the world has been like without this category or for disruptors, kind of why the status quo is no longer working, and then really building a vision of what it will look like in the future. Andy Raskin, if anyone's familiar with him, Andy Raskin describes this as old game, new game. And you can just sort of describe the pain of the old way and then leverage your narrative to help shine a light on how things could be different or how they could be better. And that kind of becomes your category narrative. At some point, you start to sort of fold like your own brand and product messaging into that narrative to fill the uh, U-shaped hole that you inevitably have created in that process. But that's how I think of a category narrative. So can you give us an example, your own example and your own experience with Tackle of the category narrative that you're building out? Like, what does it look like? Yeah. So for Tackle, like I mentioned earlier, we really don't have competitors in the space. And so we're at a point where we get to develop out something that's very new. For us, we kind of started with cloud marketplaces being a place where software sellers can go list and transact and actually generate revenue through these cloud marketplaces that are run by AWS, Microsoft, Google Cloud. And so that's really where we started. But there's been a really nice evolution for us where we spent a lot of time up front educating our readers about, first off, what even are cloud marketplaces? I think for most people, they actually don't know what those are. And so when I started in 2020 at Tackle, there was very little education that was out there because there are no other software companies that are doing this. Really, the most education that people are getting on this or can get on this is from the clouds themselves. And to me, that's a little bit, some of that content's a little bit inaccessible. And so for us, it was really about education, education, education. What are the cloud marketplaces? But then also kind of helping people see the bigger picture, really using our content, using our thought leaders to help people see that cloud marketplaces aren't just a way to transact, but also a way to actually generate significant revenue and actually become a part of your go-to-market system. So we really went from, it's a transaction vehicle that you can kind of go through to this is a big part of your go-to-market. And that's a little bit of kind of our evolution and, and what our category narrative has looked like. You mentioned thought leadership. Is category narrative a type of thought leadership? Is it is it kind of the same thing or are we or is it different in significant ways? 
I would say they're similar, but a little bit different. Thought leadership, I think, can really be done by anyone in any category, right? Like if you have a unique voice or a position on something, you can create thought leadership content that tells sort of a bigger story. Maybe it's more visionary, but the two aren't exactly the same. I think category narrative is a form of thought leadership, but it takes on a much bigger point of view of the market. It is very much a long game and it requires, like I mentioned, a lot of education up front. Your readers don't know what this is yet. This is new. It's a category that hasn't existed before. So you're not really able to bucket yourself into these kind of pre-existing boxes that many people kind of think around. They actually may not even know that there's a problem. They may not even know that the thing that you're fixing or talking about even exists, right? So it's up to you to kind of educate and inform your readers and bring them kind of on that journey. And thought leadership, I don't think really requires necessarily that level of things. When I think of category narratives and, and category creatives, I think of Zora with the subscription economy. I think of Gong with revenue intelligence, HubSpot, right, with inbound marketing. And these are companies that really built a new game out of these old paints. So the, the first step then is building the narrative, right? You recognize we have a new category. We have to build a narrative around it. Once you've built that narrative internally, what's the next step? What do you do then? So I think it's all about content, right? So really you have to, just building a narrative on its own is, is not enough. You can't just have that kind of be sitting in a Google Doc somewhere and having it exist in a, in a Google Drive. So it's really about building content. I think content is so crucial to building and really exposing your category narrative. I'm really big on telling stories that connect, stories that weave together throughout your content. And that's where I think the narrative piece comes in here, right? It's not one or like two pieces that you put out. It's the story, the bigger story that you're telling in each piece of content that connects back to that larger narrative. And so content is really getting your story into the mind share of your audience. And that's kind of the way to tell your narrative. I also think content is a really great way to get feedback on your narrative. I think that piece is really, really important. When you're creating something new, you can't assume that you know everything. And so getting feedback and socializing that is really important. And you can see like through your, you know, your content metrics, what's resonating, what's working on social, what elements is your audience engaging with? And I think that real-time feedback is also really important to how you evolve. Kind of like I mentioned earlier with Tackle, we started, we started in 2020 with one sort of narrative, but we as we've socialized that, as we've talked about it, as we've learned more from customers and from partners and from other thought leaders in the space, it's really been critical to how we've evolved that messaging over time. That makes a lot of sense. So this has been kind of like a two-year-long process, it sounds like, at least so far. Maybe it's ongoing. I only started in 2020, but I think the bones of the category that we're creating now were created long before I was here. Our founders and our and our C-suite really have been have been thinking about this this vision, this this future vision for quite a while, but I'm pretty new to it, I would still say. But yeah, definitely an ongoing thing. I think this will be something like I said, it's it's always evolving, it's always changing, so we still have a lot to learn. Now, if you were to start this process over again from scratch, would you do anything differently? I think I would maybe move faster. I think a lot of, we've had some hesitation around, you know, getting it right. Everyone wants to be able to say the right thing and have the right narrative and it be right when you get it out the door. And I think that really, if we had started sort of socializing more of that story or that bigger vision earlier on, I think we would have gotten a lot more feedback a lot faster. I think we would have been able to kind of evolve a little bit faster. 
So I think it's really important, you know, to nail down as much as you can. You're not going to get everything right the first time and you're not going to be able to have the breadth of narrative that you're eventually going to get to. But if you nail down what you can now, start talking about it, let the industry kind of guide your evolution a little bit. I think you'd learn a lot more that way. So I think that's probably one thing I would do a little bit differently. So what, what would be your advice alongside what you just said? What would be your advice to marketing teams who are you know, tackling this for the first time and they want to get off on the right foot? Sure. So I would firstly say good luck to you. I yeah, think it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I think category creation is not for everyone. So not every company that's doing things a little bit differently is necessarily creating a category, but a category narrative can be used by companies that are disrupting, kind of like I mentioned earlier. And if you're wanting to build a category narrative, my advice would be make sure you're doing it in a way that isn't necessarily linear. Your readers are not engaging with you in a linear fashion. They're not coming and reading category blog one and then video number two and that, right? So they're coming in at different points of your narrative, different points of their journey, different channels. And so I think it's really important that you're working in a way that people that come in at any point can understand and kind of be referenced back to your key points so they can build up their knowledge of that larger vision. You have to make sure that they kind of understand the fundamentals before you can always get everyone to this big visionary piece that you're trying to, to get out there. And I think you should just always be referencing back to your foundational messaging and having, you know, at least a handful of bullet points that you're always hearkening back to in every piece and just really keeping that in mind as you build. Okay. Yeah, that sounds really important. So in other words, each piece of content needs to be able to stand on its own and at the same time be connected to the larger narrative. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, very good. Well, Erica, how can people connect with you? You can find me on LinkedIn, Erica Childers at LinkedIn. I'd love to connect. You can also shoot me an email. I'm ec at tackle.io, so feel free to reach out. Well, Erica, thank you so much. I, I'm so glad we had the opportunity to have this chat. Thanks for your time and for sharing all this with us. Yeah, back at you. Thank you so much, Jeremy, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.